It's a whole new world, Rob. Uh, I just heard the opening music as loud as everybody else hears it. God, that needs to get turned down. Um, you. you sound way low to me now. I'm hearing myself through the mic, which used to not happen. I, I renewed the uh, service for a month of this service, and uh, everything's different now. It's like I've been taken to a different place. My levels are the same, so... Yeah, it, it, no, it's a different world. The, the audience is just gonna have to tell me if what they hear, but honestly, just man, just deal with it. What do they what? Just deal with it. Um, all right, we we got a couple of things to like to like look at today. Well, before or, we do, before we oh, do, before we do, you got something to say? Yeah, I do. I got a new video up. Oh, I did oh. a uh, comic book review of Clerks the comic book with Paul from the Comics Binge. That guy. Uh, and it and it's about Star Wars action figures collecting. If you if, so, it's Star Wars related. Yeah, so I put it right there in the link. Y'all can check o it out. Old man Paul. Rob is way lower, so let me. You do sound low. Here. Remember, I adjusted my audio yeah. based on Jason's. So no, remember, we're not. It's a whole new world now. <laughs> For some reason, when you renew the service, they make it better. I don't know. Maybe it's worse. Right. I don't know. How about that? Uh, how about that? Sounds good catch you outside um yeah dead dragon says i wonder what the next episode of mandalorian will it be about my something tells me mandalorians just just yes. a guess. they sound great so uh bestman bulletin put up this picture and this this guy in the back is a big big tall fellow he's got neck tattoos he's got some tattoos on his arms he's a uh, you know he, he looks like like i'm putting him in i i, I figure he's two things white rapper MMA guy. I uh, have some friends in MMA, threw it to them, two different people. They're like, oh, I don't recognize him. So I'm, I'm thinking it's not MMA guy. Uh, and then uh, we're trying to figure out who he is. But this person is an acolyte. And uh, we'll get to some stuff on it later on. But if you've seen this guy and you know who, it, who he is, uh, let me or Bestman Bulletin know because, you know, it pertains to our interests. Because this guy's most likely a cast member. It's always a chance he's part of like the fighting stuff, you know? fighting style stuff but anyways there he is have you seen me and then uh this was in deadline speaking of different environments taika this is for taika waititi's film there's also a lot of talk about what you are working on now it's writing and perhaps starring in a star wars movie and waititi laughs yeah that rumors about three years old and all i'll say is god forbid i make a star wars film about people sitting on mountains playing flutes and I says, well, they kind of went there with the last few Star Wars movies with Luke Skywalker. And he says, okay, then I won't do that for sure. So, yeah. Uh, it, I don't know if that's just like a deflection in general. But it, it definitely seems like he's calling the rumors that he's going to star in his stuff anyways old, right? I mean, that, that's what I took from it, that, that those rumors aren't relevant today. Um. You know, maybe he planned on starring in it and then changed his mind. I don't know. But hey, and then, Jason. Yeah? Can you can you deal with the Meg thing? Like, she apparently is trying to get on the show, but can't get on it. Oh. You're, you're banning Meg or something before this all gets way out of hand. Like, what the fuck? What does that mean? Yeah. Why I don't would... know. You know Santa. You know, you know. You know. 
Wait, He'll wait, make the show, you know, like January the Sith, you know. <laughs> okay, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, see, that joke for a while. Like... January the Sith. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. it's not so funny when you know some of the stuff that's actually going on in this general vicinity. <laughs> if you know, oh, what I, I know. Mean. Oh no. I, I um. Know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Um. May new Megan here. I'm gonna. Oh, I see Meg. Now I see Meg saying, can I come on today? Sorry, Meg. I was making a, a St. Vincent playlist, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I was t- talking about that. We were, we were, Rob was asking me, when, when was the last time you got a, an actual mixtape or like a, a mixtape? And I was like, well, I had a CD. And I think like the last time I got a mixed CD was, was probably 2006. I, I think about then somewhere around there. But I sent Meg, Meg the old invite. I guess you never got a mixed mini disc. No one ever said. Oh, the mini disc. Uh, <laughs> mini discs were were, were really they were really popular for bootlegging, like going I to shows and recording I just, shows. I just liked it because I could put my songs on there and they not, yeah, you know, skip or scratch when you're walking around with the set of versus a CD player. You know, if you own a copy of uh, Preacher's Son, Oh Girl, Hash Pipe without the lame backup vocals from the summer of two thousand. Uh, that's me with my mini disc recording that shit, putting it on Napster for you. I'm still around. I was, but... I'm not as cool. I was <laughs> listening to the Trotter Trio Star Wars jazz. I ah. put on the mini disc. <laughs> I highly yeah, recommend, yeah. by the way, a great piano solo of the Force thing. Fantastic. Jordan, thank you for the super chat and, th- and for being a channel member. Says, let's get this party started. My birthday this Thursday. More importantly, though, this message is to help fund Jason's Disney Plus subscription. Thanks. So t- tomorrow night when I watch Mandalorian, it's thanks to Jordan. And Jordan, I appreciate that. And so do the children. Um, party rock and roll. I like I think I think like Lobo is always messaging us from behind a drum kit. You know what I mean? He's just like hit, hitting the fucking kick. He's like, give me some Star Wars news. All right. Newt Megan. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Sorry, I didn't see your message can, until a little bit ago. Can, can you hear me, Meg? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. So, yeah, we can hear. You. So I don't, I don't know. This stupid site, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So need, the I don't need dialogue. I can just, I'll just give you the yay or the. So Taika, Taika, Meg, Meg, do you, do you think do you think he's shooting down the general gist of those rumors, or do you think he's just deflecting in that? Um, in that deadline piece like, where he's all there's that rumor's about three years old. All I'll say is, God forbid, I make a Star Wars movie about people sitting on a mountain playing flutes. I don't know. I th- I think with Taika, he kind of just makes it up as he goes along. <laughs> yeah. I was saying this in the Discord, but I I genuinely doubt he's seen the sequel trilogy. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. The reason. I, I'm curious when he be when he would have become affiliated with the story group people. Do you know? Because it's it's hard. I don't. I but I don't actually know. I have no idea. But because like like Bestman was hearing back in the day, like you know, remember when there were those rumors early on that like he was going to direct a Star Wars movie and he was like, God, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want it to get canceled. Remember when he was being like more honest about it? Back then, I remember Bestman telling me he's like. That's their dream guy. 
You know, that's right. that's who they were talking about as their dream guy. But that makes me think at that time he wasn't affiliated with the story group, and that relationship didn't really form until IG Eleven to the Mando um, final episodes. But yeah, uh, I went through. Um, I read that that court the court documents from Deadline, and um, I pulled a couple of the the sexier parts from it. And uh, on a complete side note, Meg, before I forget, someone was asking what happens when someone gets pregnant, right? And if you <laughs> read that contract closely, you'll find out. So if that person really wants to know in your Discord, I don't remember who it was now, but if they want to know, they should read the uh, deadline contract because it's in there. Um, so anyways, uh, this is about... about. Um, Does it say they get to turn your baby into Snoke? <laughs> no, it says it says they'll just replace you, but there's, it's cool. It, it has more to do with... Wait, uh, the baby will replace you. The baby will the baby will will replace you if you should be addicted to drugs. Um, it, it it seems to actually be that in the contract it seems to be geared more towards drug addiction, dependency, and problems like that than pregnancy. But it does it does blanket in a blanket way say disability uh, even temporarily, which makes me believe that would in, would entail pregnancy, you know, in the in the United States. So. Uh, yeah, but the, the the big like takeaway from the uh, documents um, when you look at them a lot, it, it, it might not necessarily mean this, but I have reason to believe that it that it is true, and I'll, we'll get into that in a little while. But basically, it's saying that the acolyte is is going to be several seasons, and so this producer was thought thought she was going to be hired on, um, left another production or turned down other jobs because she signed like like said yeah I'm they sent the offer she says she accepts it. Then, then she just never works. It's not really clear why or what happened there. Yeah, from I didn't have a really clear picture about what specifically happened. And I imagine when Lucasfilm does a rebuttal to say, yeah, let's go to trial, or we don't need to go to trial and here's why, um, we'll probably hear then. But um, this little sentence, because the series would require her to be overseas for at least a year, not in California. Um, the production companies are based in California whereas it's, it's filmed over in the UK. And uh, for at least a year and probably several years, and then McCarthy made arrangements to relocate long-term. So she started getting ready to move for long-term, um, probably like rented a house or something. Lucasfilm's offer in part because Lucasfilm had assured her that the story arc of the show, as well as the company's business plans, called for the Acolyte to run multiple seasons so that's that's pretty right there is pretty important because up front you they could be like hey if the show is successful you'll be coming back you know you're going to want to do it but they're like literally they're like literally selling it to her as this is going to be in multiple seasons and they even give her like the, the the bible uh the season one bible so the story arc of the series over multiple seasons as mentioned again and the season one bible and notice it's a season one bible this is a detailed story outline, character descriptions, and the world in which everything plays out. McCarthy immediately began working on reviewing it in detail, the series overview and season one Bible. So <clears throat> it's sounding a lot like, like this was going to be multiple seasons. And the last little part that I found this other little nugget was in the, in an email that, that wasn't in, in the email um, of a broad strokes deal for her. It says right now we're looking, it's looking like they're going to be filming in the Canary Islands, which is what they're doing literally today. 
And uh, so if there was a Bespin Bulletin confirmed that, but I believe this doubly confirms it. So just in case anybody doesn't believe that that production um, is Star Wars related, uh, that's it right there. I mean, that's a smoking gun. So, yeah. So anyways, Acolyte will be multiple seasons. And the reason that it, I think that is the case is because, or uh, it's not an official image. <laughs> this is an official image from the acolyte from bestmanbulletin.com. I appreciate his work. <laughs> Iger came back and he's like, "Look, we gotta get, we gotta get views. We gotta get. Views. Yeah, there's only one way. We gotta get some. We're gonna, we're gonna get some one way or the other. Star Wars um, underboob. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I say. Um, basically, and then I would before... say the production was rather wobbly. <laughs> yeah it had a soft start um anyways uh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll look at the article i think we should really nip it in the bud yeah yeah i can't um, wait for jubbly's the hut to show up you know <laughs> and make make sent, sent this photo um over i don't know where it's from but make showed me this today and um this seems to confirm what people thought was boba fett in season three of the mandalorian right uh, that's that's our consensus at the moment this is what that guy saw when he was like oh i saw the celebration thing and boba's in it yeah no it's this guy this guy this is from chapter 17 so that's the next episode or that or the no first episode the first episode okay mm-hmm. okay have we have we got any confirmations about what's in the, the next episode yet do we have any dr like, pershing gideon <laughs> yeah that's it all we next... know. Oh okay. no, it's that episode. We're we're there. We're there. We're, oh, no. we're... I'm, I I fear for that one shot. I'm being oh, picky, but it might look better by the time by the time we see it. Hopefully, or, or by the way, know. Jason, those supposed title leaks were correct, just in the wrong order, because we've already had the apostates in Minds of Mandalore, mm. but they got the order wrong. So okay, you can kind of just figure out or try and guess what the next one is. Yeah. Not that it's easy to do, but. Right. Right. Huh. So, uh, well, I'll have to pull, pull those up again and, and check them out because I don't remember what the other ones were at this point. But right, I'm going to open up bestbinbulletin.com and um, he, he put, we didn't, I don't think we did this story yet. So before we get to the other one, but he, he managed to give us the, uh, <laughs> The Wookiee, you know he does this stuff just for the show, right? <clears throat> it's just, it's just, it's, he's got two heads. He's like a half a D Mundi, you know, or he a D half Mundi, you know, like uh, you know. I'm not against the idea. There's a way to do it, like a like a samurai showdown kind of. This that ain't that ain't the one. <laughs> you know what it looks like to me. You know, people have really like fluffy poodles, mm-hmm. and they kind of do like a top knot. Yeah. It's like a big version of that. <laughs> Star Wars The Acolyte to film at Fanel Forest, Portugal. So, which is not to be confused with the Anal Forest. This is the Fanel Forest. It's completely different. And then you could give <laughs> Best Bull- Forest. <laughs> Hardcore Fanel <laughs> an Acolyte. Uh, you could you could uh, give Bespin a coffee if you want to. For Bespin. Just- <laughs> Yeah. Haha. All right. Support Besman Bulletin on coffee. Oh, I, I have a general question too. 
do you ever would you ever want to support Bestman Bulletin, but then you don't because you're like, I don't fucking know what coffee is. And you just wish it was like like, you know, uh not like Patreon or PayPal or something like that. Let, let, let me know if that makes sense. Cause I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, maybe people are just afraid of coffee, you know? Because I never I never used to except for to give him him that stuff. And I don't know, people don't like fucking subscribing to stuff. Anyways, to the story. Last week, it was revealed that an unknown Star Wars project was set to film at Madeira Island, Portugal. Meg, do you have any idea if I'm saying that right? Madeira Island. Madeira Island, okay. At the mm-hmm. time, local outlets and television stations believed that the production was was for a new Star Wars movie, but I exclusively revealed, because I'm Bespin Bulletin, that scenes... Exclusively, that scenes set to be filmed are for the upcoming live-action Star Wars series, The Acolyte. Over the past few days, more and more members of the production have arrived to film on the location photographed by Madeira Island News while filming set to begin in the coming days. Madeira Island News is now reporting that the production, which they're still not referring to as The Acolyte, though it is the PDX Paradox Signs appearing at the filming locations will also film at the Fanel forest from March 19th to the 21st. Um, the, the Fanel forest is really quite beautiful and atmospheric. And though I currently don't have any evidence, I believe that these scenes being shot at Madeira Island may be the same in the same universe location as the um, Brecon beacon shoot. Um, is it Brecon Beacons? I, I always say it wrong, and he t- corrects me, and then I forget. Anyways, um, which took place back in December. Uh, the Beacon shoot took place inside a forest inside of the National Park and used a reservoir which was which had dry ice sprayed over it. Below, you can see a few images of the forest via Journey Era. And look at this shit. Shit's crazy looking. Huh. It looks fucking cool, you know? I'm into it. It's yeah, like, cool. yeah, it's pretty badass. So I, that's I don't. It's pretty final. <laughs> yeah, they're right there. Look at that going right in there. Anybody want anybody down for some final? Looks deep and dark. <laughs> What's up with the, By the way, like, Jason? The, the people. There's know, like just this one person right here. One person right here. Little creeps. All right, what's that? What's that? Make? It's called aesthetics. But like, <laughs> if if you want to laugh about something, so. You know, the next episode of The Bad Batch is called Pabu. Yeah. Well, someone on Twitter was like, well, you know, it means like in Korean or Japanese or something like it means aunt. So I decided to type into Google. Don't do that or do it at your own risk. Pabu definition. Go to Urban Dictionary. It's the funniest thing. Oh, I have to go look it up then. You got to look at it now. Okay. Pabu um, Urban Dictionary. Okay. Pabu. Okay. Uh, okay. Pabu. It's Korean. Term used for endearment. It can also refer to as silly you. Uh, my Pabu, Opa Kim Kayang uh, boyfriend. You're looking at the I wrong one. I am looking at the wrong one. Okay. Uh, Pabu, the rare occurrence of ejaculating in your underwear after a male touches your penis for a short amount of time. This is primarily caused by not masturbating before you going on a date with an incredibly hot male. <laughs> wow, the Bad Batch is going to fucking be explosive tonight. 
or tomorrow night. Um, a oh. lot of not revealed homosexuals get into this situation. This is normal for this kind of people. We call this Pabu. And that was by, by Pabu on November 2nd, 2007. <laughs> the actual Pabu did it. <laughs> so, all right. There we go. I mean, Lucasfilm Story Group at it again, you know? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that a little bit of a cultural appropriation that maybe I agree with. Maybe I agree with that cultural appropriation. Uh, maybe excellent. they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't be keeping that off of themselves over there. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, best Bolton writes. <laughs> How do I go back to this? Um, the acolyte began filming in October of last year and is due to wrap sometime next month, with the release planned for the first half of 2024. Recently, Disney CEO Bob Iger revealed that he'd seen footage for the upcoming series and was pleased with what he was shown. The Acolyte will follow a former Padawan and her Jedi Master investigate a series of crimes, but encounter forces more sinister than they've imagined. The series stars Amanda Stenberg and a bunch of other suckers. That's what I'm going to say for that part of the article. Then we get on to today's news. And then we have the best bullet, best, best been bulletin featured image of all time. And, uh, I'm gonna give it give it credit. It's it's approaching um, Bix levels of coolness. That's what I'll call it. Um, so this is this is this is linked directly to the to the last article. That's why I put them together. Makes sense, right? So over the past week, sets have started appear started being prepared on Madeira Island, Portugal, for a Star Wars production. Local outlets are claiming that the mystery Star Wars project is to is a film. Even days after I exclusively revealed that the production taking place in Portugal is, in fact, Leslie Headland's created series, The Acolyte. Yeah, he and I were talking about this, and I'm like, it's two things. Either it's just a staff writer who doesn't give a shit, that's why they haven't corrected it, or um, maybe it's sexier and it's cooler if it's supposed to be a film. Maybe it's bigger news if it's not a Disney Plus series. I don't know if they would see it that way or not, but because in theory they should kind of people there should know what's up especially if they're talking about doing several seasons of the show anyways sources told me that the star wars project prepping to shoot in portugal was the acolyte or the acolyte locals have been in touch with me claiming to have seen pdx signs something i revealed was being used on the acolyte sets in december as my readers should know pdx stands for yo mama no it stands for paradox which is the code name for the series and now i have more evidence of the production being the Acolyte, as various vehicles arriving to the sets have been spotted with Paradox signs on their dashboards. And right here you can see one. It's, it says, Filmagins, and then you can see the little Paradox logo in the corner here. Man and, buns. Uh, man buns. Man Current, buns. By the way, yeah. Anyways, currently um, there are multiple sets on Madeira Island, Portugal, being prepped for the Acolyte. Filming is supposed to supposedly due to take place at Ribera de Yanala with the uh, location closed until March 14th. Filming is also set to place at Sao Vic uh, Vicente, Vicente in the coming days and at the anal forest between March 19th and the 21st. Given the openness of each area, uh, don't worry, there won't be no Pabu action here. We're hoping that we'll be able to get a good look at the scenes being filmed over the next handful of days. 
Now, at this moment right now, the Portuguese are letting us down. It's like nighttime there now. There's no pictures. So what the fuck? I exclusively revealed that the Acolyte began filming towards the tail end of October last year, which Genline backed up earlier this week. Most of the filming for the series was taking place behind the walls of Shinfield Studios, Berkshire, with scenes also being filmed at Pinewood Studios, London. Come on, dude. Are you trying to pad this shit out? I mean, come on. We, could, we need to stop with the Berkshire and the Londons. And I mean, everybody knows. You know what? If it's Pinewood and it's like in Georgia, note that because that's the fucking fake Pinewood. This is the real Pinewood. You don't need to put that. Um, and Arborfield Green, ready. The only on-location shoot we've seen of the series was at Breck and Beacons National Park, located in Wales, which I which I broke. By the sounds of your accent, it's located in Jamaica. <laughs> the location being used, along with other locations in Wales being um, used, including Mithril Tidefield and Resolven. Uh, filming on the series is expected to wrap up sometime next month. And then we have those 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 really cool pictures again. And um, as we've been wrapped up in filming details with the series recently, we've forgotten to mention that last week, Dunham reported that Karen McCarthy, Ballers, who was hired to be an executive producer on The Acolyte, had filed a lawsuit against Lucasfilm for breach of contract. McCarthy was reportedly pursued by Lucasfilm and Apple to work on their respective projects, The Acolyte and Sugar. With McCarthy choosing the galaxy far, far away. Oh, come on, man! You're getting a little, you're getting a little trade there, buddy. Um, and thus turning down the work on Apple's project, only to be removed two weeks later without reason, without justification. However, the most interesting tidbits for us fans that comes from the lawsuit, which you can read here, is that McCarthy was required to work overseas for at least one year and probably several years in total, as the Acolyte is planned to run for multiple seasons. And that McCarthy was given a season one Bible, as well as a series overview, which revealed the plans and structure in regards to the Acolyte story for future seasons. And then he's got he's got a little cool little picture here of the of the location, which looks pretty rad. Titular. Titular. The, the titular character. Hi, I'm the Acolyte. I'm titular. That featured image is pretty titular. Uh, the Acolyte, which is set during the High Republic era, this is when everybody was smoking smoking ganja, um, will follow a former Padawan and her Jedi Master as they investigate a series of crimes. And this is pretty much what he wrote the other time. Um, the Acolyte will release within the first half of 2024 and will have a presence at this year's Star Wars Celebration, which kicks off on April 7th. And then you could listen to his podcast, the Bob Podcast. You could follow him on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, but don't bother with Hive and Mastodon. That would just be a waste of your time. That's what I say. But yeah. So, anyways, we we got we got some 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 Star Wars shit there, right? Well, if you, if you talk to Bespin Bulletin, you, you'll you'll hear this. You'll hear this this thing that comes up sometimes, and it, it sounded like the writers went on on a retreat to this area. And um, there's a couple of things that, like, I just find kind of interesting. And it's like that area is known for this sort of um, like stick fighting, which is like a, like like they have like their own martial arts, like in like like the uh, Canary Islands. And um, 
it's like it's like one or it's like two sticks, one stick wielded, but with both hands. So like a stick in each hand, and it's like this this whole thing. And I'm kind of theorizing if that person that he has in that photo is actually like uh, an, an a, a mixed martial arts person, they may be versed in that style, and they may have went, done a writer's retreat there, discovered it, and then incorporated it into the show. Just throwing that out there. Because it seems like it's there's a, there's a there's the potential for it. Well, the, a stick in each hand sounds like a good time. <laughs> that, that's that's what I always say, unless you unless you got my pavu problems, you know. In final, <laughs> final forest. <laughs> in the final forest, I'm having some pavu issues. Um, <clears throat> yeah, comic binge. I don't know why. It just says Mod Mothma swimsuit edition action figure. Sometimes we just get shit on our brain and we oh. gotta get it out. There's yeah, one response uh... to this. Can't swim. <laughs> that's from the clerk's comic book. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I will I will watch that. Yeah, look, look. Santa's like Jason's ignoring you in Discord again. See what Santa's trying to trying to yeah. do? He's trying to start starting trying to start problems. Watch out for that guy. A little shit starter, you know? That's what I say. Man, my, my, my browser's being a little bit laggy. A little bit laggy. A little bit. I'm trying, I'm trying to get, get to the old chat and see what's going on, but it's it's been kind of dumb. Wait, Jeff Mug says, who's eating the old 96er? What does that even mean? I, I wonder. Oh, uh Fandom Empire. I meant to tell you, I, I reached out to that person that you asked me to, to about that Star Wars information. And they said, open your DMs, bud. <laughs> Before I forget. Oh, and this is it right here. Clerks, the comic book review. So that that's that that's cool that you're able to, that you still got your mod powers. We're not on the old service and so you shouldn't have mod powers, but you still got the mod powers. I still got the mod powers. You still got it. They didn't know how to take it away. That's pretty good. Have, have you got that message on Twitter yet telling you to remove your two-factor or like you're going to be in trouble? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's a if thing. You, yeah. They're like saying that. I'm like, fuck you. If you're going to take it away, you fucking remove it. I'll just lose the fucking yeah. Twitter account. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> it's wild, this right? The site sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the site is trash. Uh, yeah. The, the audio should be fixed now. I think. I think. Yeah. This is I, uh, I, I gave it a little, a little tug. Right, you know, for you. <laughs> a little, a little, little bit little of retrad, a little, yeah, little bit a of pabu, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of fainal. <laughs> Jason, speaking of this audition, I heard about what happened, what went down. What, ha what happened? You found out that at the Star Cruiser they were doing the Ray versus Kylo fight, mm -hmm. and you insisted you could be the Kylo role. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. gave it a good go. But you didn't show up in uniform or anything. No, just you're me. like I can do it. I need I need my ray, and then I don't need this mask. You you I've... started like, wa like waving around your red stick, but it was not a lightsaber. It was it was like this. What Star Wars Santa? If you do Star Wars Santa show, this shit just falls out of your computer. 
by the way. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't know. You bring up sand and candy canes, Jason. You, I could derail the show in about three seconds. You know? <laughs> it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meg, uh, tomorrow's episode's 56 minutes, right? According to that source on mm-hmm. Twitter. Do we, do we recall what they were called? I don't, I like to give them credit. I don't remember what they're called. It's like uh, 4K HD something. Yeah. It's not a very memorable, but they've got it right so far. So I think it's listed as 59 minutes, but it's really 56. Yeah. Because of like credits and international mm-hmm. credits and stuff, right? Shit runs like for like a long time. They do uh, a long ass recap now. Yeah. And the long ass recaps. Ryan says, Jason, how much Fortnite have you played in the last three days? Um, pr- how many hours is that? That's probably, like, probably about 72 hours worth of it. I'd say it's a new season, man. I gotta get level 100. What do you want? But, um, oh, he's playing bass, he's playing bass guitar. No, that's fair. I knew it was, I, I knew Lobo was playing something. Planet Fitness says, Taika is hot trash. Taika's not hot trash just because he the guy makes like five or six things that are all great and then like you don't like one thing because it's like a, a fucking Marvel and it's not even it's not it's not even Taika that you don't like probably it's the amalgamation of genre of let's take the let's take romance and superhero and mix it up you know romantic right. comedy that's why it sucks it's that that doesn't work. So two things on that. One, I, I just want to point out to people, that's exactly what my uncle said about George Lucas after Return of the Jedi. So mm-hmm. we can all agree that George Lucas was trash as of Return of the Jedi and never made anything good afterward, right? Your uncle's an idiot. <laughs> right? Right. Your uncle so... is, is dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, and then two... Fine, I'm going to say it. His uncle touched me and I had Pabu issues. Two, like, mm-hmm. I just... I just don't think very few people are good at writing their own material and directing it. And and I don't mean good. I mean, like, the smaller the project, the more control that, that has. But when you go through That's a what licensor with, with producers that aren't your producers and a studio, I don't know. You know, like, you can start to parody yourself or, or lean on studio tropes. It's like... Remember, John Favreau made Iron Man 2 and lost the Avengers. He was supposed to direct the Avengers. Remember all that, folks. He was supposed to direct, direct the Avengers with the Zach Penn script. And after Iron Man 2, you know, they parted ways. Mm-hmm. That, that old Favreau and Marvel. So, like, you don't get Mando with that. I just, it's just funny, man. Like, I, not that I'm defending, you know, Thor, Love, and Thunder or whatnot, but, like, um, let's put it this way: James Mangold directed the Wolverine movie where he fights a giant RoboCop. He fights RoboCop two. Remember where he fights RoboCop two in that movie? And I was yeah. like, we did this. And then he went and directed a rated R, you know, low budget Logan movie that was fantastic. So like, it just depends, man. It's just tough because we wait years for something, and then you know you spend thirty, forty bucks to go to the theaters, and you, you know, we're really spoiled. So as fans so you want to have that experience that this was the greatest thing i ever saw and when it wasn't and if it's if it wasn't the greatest thing you ever saw um and it also came after maybe two other films that weren't the greatest thing you saw then it's just shit rolls downhill right like mm-hmm. and that really is the studios blame kevin feige man like 
look, I give I give props to leaders when they lead, and I give I tear down leaders. It's top down leadership is the only way to deal with shit. If Kevin Feige is gonna get all the fucking credit when Marvel takes off and you get Infinity Wars and End Games, and he needs to also take the credit when you get Ant Man's one, two, three, because they all suck, and <laughs> and. Uh, People didn't like Guardians 2, but people seem to forget that now. I, I thought it was good, but you remember the, the theory at the time, Jason. It wasn't well-liked. So mm -hmm. that's it. I mean, if you didn't like Thor Love and Thunder, that's a Taika issue. You know, like, period. Same with, like, if something, if Willow, hey, Willow didn't work out, like, as far as I'm concerned, that's the biggest blemish on Kathy Kennedy's record. That and Rise of Skywalker, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, but Willow's just, people forgot that. It's just crazy. People just forgot it ever came out. Like that's the sort of beauty of of streaming. When something bombs, you kind of don't get endless reviews about it. People just forget about it. At the movie but, but, theater, you're reminded. But to bring it back to like Taika, Thor came out and nobody fucking really liked it. The and first then one? yeah, did, and then but, and then yeah. and then Taika. That's true. Taika reimagined the character. Well, and Thor, then everybody after Thor cared. Two. Thor two, you know? everyone hated. Yeah. yeah, Thor two was was garbage. Thor one was, I, I'm gonna say Thor one was like lukewarm, and Thor two was just unwatchable. Fan Thor one has a fantastic score, by the way. Like mm -hmm. even if you just put on the music, sometime it is really good. Like they should kind of lean back into that. But there was just something about about love, like Love and Thunder's is one of those things where it's like it's an ending in it's a punchline in in search of a setup. So the name implies the ending of the movie. I think. The exact same my complaints if i have complaints about what we're watching on mando right mm -hmm. now and it's not really a complaint it's just i feel the same way with favreau's writing that like he he knows what the ending is and everything is pushing toward that whether i think the characters would be doing those things or not you know and yeah. and i don't see any difference mm -hmm. i mean look we got pele moto in this last episode you could say it's two minutes or five minutes of her or whatever but like that she's 100 percent would have fit right in with love and thunder you know, like period. So you gotta, you yeah. gotta keep things in a little check, you know, like, like, I mean, action figure Star Wars doesn't mean, you know, it needs to be corny, but it can also be corny so long as it's in spurts. Mm -hmm. But that, I don't know, man, all of Marvel, that's a problem with anything. Like, let's say the sequel trilogy had been the greatest trilogy since the Lord of the Rings, right? Um, well, I mean, Every Star Wars trilogy is better than Lord of the Rings, so go continue. <laughs> Thanks, Back two. to the Future, like <laughs> first three Indiana Jones, and then somewhere out there is Lord of the Rings and its and its fucking walking movie. Uh, all right, so I call, I call so, it a walkie-talkie because they talk in a little bit. It's, you sound so like George Lucas right there. Like, <laughs> they walk and they talk, and you know, walkie-talkie. So, <laughs> but um. What was I gonna say, man? Like, I just if 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 the sequel trilogies had been the greatest movies ever, mm -hmm. and then you got like, I guess Solo or it, I don't know, like, it, it'd be hard to maintain that level of excellence for a long time. Like, it gets harder and harder as you go along. So with Marvel, they always I feel they always did a solid B B plus. Like, no matter what you saw, you were in there for a good B plus, you know, movie. Which hey, man. For a, a comic book I'm buying, you know, once every three months, I'm all for that. You know, it doesn't have to be the world's greatest film. Yeah, yeah. I think when they they've leaned on the comedy, this is a problem 
that like doesn't just fall on Marvel's head or Star Wars's head. This is a problem when studios get involved. And you can see the studio influence. And I just want to point you all old timers to the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The studio had very little to do with that film, right? Yeah, like they kind of were hands off. They didn't really care. They were expecting to bomb. And it did really, and the, 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 the director's take was to get the tone of Big Trouble in Little China and Ghostbusters. He wanted Ghostbusters, that feeling of Ghostbusters that he was like New York, but real, but this crazy stuff's happening, but it always felt real. Movie's a huge success, almost as big, if not big, as Batman financially. Sold a lot of merch. Then the studios get involved with Secret of the Years. Now go look at Secret of the Years and tell me what what big difference between that movie and Love and Thunder or any of these Mar or Ant Man threes is right? Like tonally, mm -hmm. big goof, big more special. It's got a big token a Razar. It's got the turtles are all using yo yos and shit. You know, like it's fucking dumb. I, I hated it when I was a kid. I was mad. I was mad at the driving. Couldn't even leave stuck I was in a car yeah it, it was pretty weird because the uh, for the first movie i was like i was probably like nine and the um kid in it wears a sid vicious shirt and so i asked everybody who that was and then they told me and this neighbor kid made me a sex pistols tape and i got really into the sex pistols when i'm like nine years old and then like the next year they released the, the sequel with vanilla ice as the soundtrack and they, they 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 sent me down a different path and then they were like vanilla ice I, whoa, this doesn't make sense. This I have the compute. action figure, his action figure. I got it from NECA. It's ridiculous. With, with, with Sid on it? With Sid on the shirt? Tom, yeah, he's got the same shirt. Yeah, they, they put it That's on cool. him. That's cool. So, so, like, you can't, and, and as an artist, like, I hate, like, sometimes you make something and it just didn't come out the way you intended it. You know, mm -hmm. you put everything you had into it. You, you, you know, you, you killed yourself nearly. You stayed up hours and hours and didn't sleep and you put it and out then, there. And then, taboo! Right. Does, <laughs> doesn't mean the next time that you're stuck making that one thing forever. Could you imagine, Jason, if, if we were like, okay, you don't get any failures in your career. All right, mm -hmm. then John Favreau should have been done with Cowboys and Aliens. Like, mm -hmm. should have been done. Yeah. Director's jail, never come back. Same with Patty Jenkins. Like, I don't think because she made Wonder Woman eighty four, she can't make another good movie ever again. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. That, you know that's... her. So like we, but, but. This is the caveat. Like, it takes so long to make a Star Wars film, time and money, yeah, and effort and marketing and all that, that there is no excuse for not putting they they'll they should know internally when they got something they can that's great and you know when they don't. And 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 sitting in there and, and it's like it's like that scene in the, the beginning, right, Jason, the, the Star Wars episode one documentary mm -hmm. when Lucas and, and Spielberg the one are that's, looking at that's the droids. totally fake. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Lucas and Spielberg are looking at the droids and they go, it's going to be great. 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 Like, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's fun, but like careful about when you just tell yourself it's going to be great, no matter what you're doing, you know, you got to be a little careful about that. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, in that instance, Spielberg never really understood how, why star Wars worked at least at first. So he just like, George is crazy. I'm just going to encourage him to be crazy. Cause that's worked in the past. That's what that is. I'm beginning I think. to wonder if George, if Steven Spielberg at that point forgot what worked about Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. like I'm going to be honest, like I've always said Temple of Doom, I prefer over the last crusade and people hate me for that, but the, I don't like, hate you Temple for it. Doom, You're just wrong. That's okay. Temp Temple of Doom did add an annoying character in Willie Scott, but she was always annoying. It's not like she was mm -hmm. really cool in the previous movie and then became annoying. Last crusade took two serious characters, Marcus 
and 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 Salah, Salah, and and then made them cartoon characters. Yeah, you know they're not the same. They're not the same characters at all. They're they're parodies. Yeah, they're you know? they're in like just... a they're they're in like a different subgenre of the of the film at that point. The way that yeah, that, they're they're R two they they added R two D two and three PO essentially mm-hmm. is what they tried to do. You know, give it that droid humor. Mm-hmm. Or the hidden fortress. I get it. I get the references and stuff. So like, maybe it's a product of when you have kids and stuff. Um, I don't know. I do think if I had to put any guess on Taika, it would because that episode of Mando he directed was fantastic with the IG eighty eight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got IG eleven fake fan. Come on. Uh, we got yeah sure sure. We got existential stormtroopers from Oral Nods out of it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I no, have that. That's 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 the whole thing with 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 Taika is uh I mean my only like reservation about him is is like is he gonna continue to be the same filmmaker that he's been or is he super famous popular doing a bunch of cocaine having three ways and not the guy who was like oh well I'm alone in my room coming up with you know what we do in the shadow script or whatever how whatever the the process for that was is he still that guy or can he be that guy or does he is he because like you were saying, it takes like five years to make one of these things in the end. And uh, he's all over the place. He has so many projects lined up. That's that's, that's my only that's my only like like reservation about him. You know, too much. You're doing <laughs> too much. A little man. bit of focus, a little bit of focus. Doing too much. And you and, and that whole I'll just do what I do and it turn it out like that's not it's not it's not going to work. You can't you can't lean on that. Yeah. Uh, maybe every now and then you can pull a win out, but it's not a consistent win. Well, doing so, doing the Mandalorian's final episode and knocking it out of the park is a good job and a, a very solid work, but it's also not the same, I think, as making a Star Wars film. Well, let's let's just think about it. Let's have this conversation. Peyton Reed directed the episode of Mando where Star where Luke Skywalker came back, mm-hmm. and then Peyton Reed also made Am in three. Mm-hmm. So, like, what what do you what are you supposed to take away from that? You know, I yeah. can tell you as a professional. Like, and when I say professional, I mean, I get paid based on whether clients like my work or don't. Yeah. I don't get paid because I showed up and did something today and got paid either. Literally, I get judged daily. <laughs> like, like, there are times mattress something like that didn't go over well. I got to stay up all night <laughs> and fix that. Like, you know, so I, I've been, and I've been doing this for almost 20 years. So like when I watch something, I have two, I, first I want, when I watch anything or read something, I turn off this the filter i don't i'm not critiquing i can turn it off but then when i think about something i have to think about it from two sections one did that work for what it was trying to do whether i liked it or not it's irrelevant what was mm-hmm. good what was bad based on what they were going for what are they yeah. trying to accomplish did they accomplish that was from a from a pro, i say professional standpoint because I'm, I'm outside of myself yeah the other thing is whether I personally liked it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's why I go. Well, this is like I personally don't care for Paley Moto. I don't think that that's a character that's going to piss off most people. You know, mm-hmm. like I can go. That's uh, I think the average moms are going to like this sort of thing. You know, I I don't, mm-hmm. but I get it. You know, and I don't think like whatever they did with her is obtuse for what they're going for. You know, so fifty fifty on that one. Mm-hmm. But I just think like looking at the 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 mando season two ender much in that episode was not good it was gideon was not working 
it was a lot of like people saying the same things over and over again. The dark trooper shots were were not intimidating, almost corny. I couldn't describe it. It reminded me of it was staged in a way that reminded me of cutscenes from a from Dark Forces, the video game from 1995. There was a lot of like really weird shot compositions and stuff like that. And so like but the and the even when Luke's ship comes by, it's really kind of if you turn the sound off, like oh, there's a little X-wing going by the window. Oh, look at that! Like, like, yeah, I think it was on a screen, wasn't it? You see it like yeah, on and it's like it's goofy, it's goofy. But mm-hmm. but when he does the lightsaber stuff, all that shot incredibly well, incredibly well, and the moves and the, the all that. So you forgiven, you're forgiven. You know, yeah. even with the questionable CGI face, right? Like mm-hmm. forgiven. Yeah, I wish they would uh, actually upgrade that, especially since they I, could. Since that one guy already kind of did the work that they hired to do the other work, just maybe just kick him down a few grand. To talk about. Mm-hmm. I did not like Attack of the Clones. However, I appreciated and could show people the IMAX version when that was in theaters. I had to drive my friends up to the LA movie theater. There was a digital IMAX screen near the airport, LAX. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would it was only theater with reserved seating jason remember that yeah. like when that was new yeah and I, and I remember showing people that version and they're like i heard this movie sucked that was pretty good because it was 30 minutes less <laughs> and it yeah. cut out a lot of unnecessary jokes and and corny stuff and got right to it movie worked for the better really did mm-hmm. and and when my friends bought the, the i never told them it was different so when they yeah. bought the DVD, they were like, this isn't the same movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like 20. I want to say it was about 20 minutes shorter back then because the uh, IMAX was on film still and um, the machines couldn't, the reel couldn't hold the, the much more, something like that. Yeah, it, it, at the time it, it, it wasn't completely digital. It was an actual film. So there's that and... That that those because it was a digital screen, the colors it, since it was shot digitally, the colors were popping on the IMAX mm-hmm. screen in a way that they were they weren't on a normal film projection. So there's a yeah, lot of things good. working for that version of it, but a lot of people never saw it. So like I can go look. I don't like the prequels. It's not my thing at the end of the day. But I can also look at it from a different from from a technical standpoint and go, all right, this worked, that worked, that was great. This could have. 20 minutes less and it's an even better film like crazy how that works out mm-hmm. i just think we should all keep that in check when you when someone's announced to do something and, and, you know like it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same thing you saw but worse last time it's well just i mean not the truth the, the, i mean we could even whittle, whittle it down even closer to home fucking jj abrams he brings episode seven and he brings episode right. nine I mean, it's not the not the same thing. The, not the, the same worst of all of the Star Wars films for me. The worst yeah. of all the Star Wars films. One of the like, better Star by, Wars films. One of the worst. By Star a long Wars shot. Films. By a long shot. There's only <laughs> one. I mean, it has Han Solo as a ghost who's not a ghost. I don't fucking know what that movie is, I, man. It's nobody, the dumbest fucking movie. I've nobody ever knows. You, you try. You try. You try reporting the the. Uh, you try well, reporting that time. fucking scoop. You try reporting that scoop, Rob. Uh, yeah, I think least, he's a ghost, but he's not. A, no, he's like a normal Han Solo. But at least Batman and Robin in the trailers weren't telling you it was the end of a saga or the generation of it wasn't like trying to also hype you up with a bunch of, you know, Joseph Campbell hyperbole, right? Like it was like, no, we're a big dumb Batman movie, yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's what they sold me. Um, what what uh-huh. Seth says IGN is milking their bad Mando chapter eighteen review. I don't know what that's about. 
I, I haven't been following along with that. Are they the ones who like crapped all over it? There was one outlet that basically destroyed the episode. I know they said it was the episode was dark. And and on one hand, they're not wrong, but I saw the comparison that it was like that Game of Thrones episode. And in Game of Thrones, they're like outside and there's dragons flying outside and you can't see shit. You're like, and it's and it's like really, really bad. But in this episode, they're in a fucking cave. So it's the, dark. the cinematographer for the series was the Kevin Smith's bud. Um, uh-huh. You know, good dude. I didn't like his work when he first started. It's gotten way better. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to shoot dark scenes, you got to go look at Greg Fraser's palette, who did, you know, the, the two best looking episodes of Mando ever and recently the Batman. Mm-hmm. So you can be dark and visible. Mm-hmm. So that really just comes down to, you know, execution. Yeah. And no, no one's saying that Batman is, is bright other than the very end of the scene when he's literally in wow. lighting. Yeah. Know? <laughs> Aside from that. Yeah. And you also have yeah. to have your TV calibrated correctly as well. Um, oh, or yeah. those dark scenes work even no, worse. No, 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 no. Just turn the brightness <laughs> all the way down. Like. You know, just just <laughs> turn it to 120 hertz. Uh, put on motion smoothing. Uh, everything. Just, just go to town with it. Um, Astro says Lego Mando set re- reveal tomorrow. Minds of Mandalore spider droid comes with bow, Grogu, Din, new dark saber. Finally, they did that. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh Jason, I, I like to turn my TV to 120 Kurtz. It just uh just a dude sitting around taking credit for everything I do. When you when you put your TV on 120 Kurtz, yeah. no yeah. one has a mustache, but everybody has a beard. It's also known as uh wannabe director's mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said uh, it, George. Okay. I, I looked up the IGN thing. To Oz. <laughs> yeah, what's the same? What, what's what's its what's its deal, Meg? Well, they were they were clearly wrong. I mean not that you can be wrong, but they were way too harsh that now the review comes with a disclaimer basically saying we watched it a second time and it was better type of thing. Oh, okay. So I assume they got a lot of backlash for their first review. Yeah. So yeah, well, well look, I if mean... you don't like something, you don't like something. I'm not gonna sit there and tell someone they should they should pander to their audience. That'd be the worst thing to do. But yeah, like, we can be we can critique the episode in that it starts off Within, it's a grudge. Look, well, it's, it was tough for me to get through that bit with her. I'm not going to complain about it too much, but the, it is oddly paced. The story, but no, no, the but that's is, yeah, that's that's all opinion right there. Like what you're talking about. That is that if, is my but, opinion. But but if if the opinion is it's too dark and you can't see anything, there's right. a little bit of objectivity in that. That no, it's actually not too dark. You can see stuff, and it's supposed to be dark for some of it because they're in a fucking cave. There were a few moments though in the it's cave where I, I thought it doesn't read. It's it's one directional lighting. Things are mm-hmm. sort of being lit from shafts of light up at top or at the bottom. It doesn't have like a bounce. It doesn't have like a, a secondary bit or anything. So it one look. That's just the cinematographer. That's just the DP's choice. Like that's just decisions they made. I'd say this show still still looks a thousand times better than 90% of Book of Boba Fett. Like, mm-hmm. this is be, let's be honest. And, yeah, Book of Boba and if, Fett and was, just, on... was just, this is a dark camp. It doesn't matter that you can't see anything. You know, that was, mm-hmm. that was their angle. Jason, I sent you the, um, oh, the TLDR you, on their, um, their so, review. I, I don't yeah. really see it making any sense whatsoever. Oh, sorry. Fuck yeah, Meg. Get down. That makes sorry, sense to phone. me. Make, um, whenever Meg gets a call, it's a fucking party. 
I'm Meg. Da da dee da 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 dee da. I'm. I did. I did a little. I did a little bit of Molly when I put it when she picked up the phone. Then I was like, yeah. All right. So so, Meg sent us a quote. The second episode of The Mandalorian, The Minds of Mandalore, establishes a horror mood with a genuinely unsetting enemy, though it is at times too dark and reliant on jump scares. No, it wasn't. The show, thankfully, isn't wasting more time on Din's redemption quest. Instead, um, was this a reigniting Bo-Katan's quest to build a new future for her people? To be fair, though, like with the dark comment, like this is a problem with a, some a lot of disney projects like if you just see the trailer for that peter pan series they're putting out with the green knight director that shit's well, dark as fuck man it is yeah, ridiculously so- like one-dimensionally dark darkly it's like it's like a weird it's like everyone saw it's like executives saw solo and was like let's make it dark you know mm-hmm. like like and i like that dude's cinematography i like mm-hmm. his work but so it's oddly placed for that story well, but Shogun Greg Fraser Order. is a guy who knows how to darken things, but also add these like these these little lights on the thing. He knows how to pop it even with the darks. Like it's not, gosh, man. Like I mean, look, Jedi. There's a lot of shit that could have been darker in Jedi. This is some scenes where you're just like it's one dimensionally lit, but people don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to. I well, think it's subjective. Right? Yeah, Shogun Order says, "Did you all? Thank you for the five dollars super chat, Shogun." Says, so, "Did you all like how they did dark in the Note movies? They called it day for night." Yeah, truthfully, I don't like it. I don't think it actually looks very good. It was something that I did not enjoy about about the movie. I thought it took away that from the atmosphere of that one where you're actually dealing with like an actual like creature out there, you know, the UFO kind of shit. And so so I didn't love it. But I also think that the reality of the situation is um, your average person can't tell, doesn't give a shit, it doesn't matter, and it makes those productions be able to film in the daytime instead of doing night shoots the whole time and fucking yeah. the, the cast and crew up. So, um, so it's a, it's a catch 22. I don't know what the right answer is on that front. I was very disappointed by Nope. Yeah. I, I went in with high hopes. I loved get out and us. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting like that kind of quality, but maybe I just didn't get it. Like the ape scene, the chimpanzee scene at the beginning. I don't understand how that, what what that was meant to symbolize? It, it Maybe was I'm the, stupid. It, no, it was like it was like the idea. Yeah, I I'm, I follow you. Um, it's there. We'll see. I, they, they cut a bunch out. Like I saw like the the full the full like work print of it. Um, early on, and I was really excited for the movie, and I was really disappointed by the version first version I saw. The, the version that came out I liked better than the ver- first version I saw. That said, uh, they cut out a bunch of stuff. And um, that made that make more sense. But just the idea was if you use nature as a spectacle, it's going to bite you in the fucking face. It's going to it's going to kill you. Nature isn't a spectacle. You can't you can't you can't use nature like that. It's not how this works is kind of the point. And um, did I think that was a very good way to make the point or a very good use of it? Not at all. And and it's my it's the movie I should like the most from Jordan Peele. And it's probably my, my least liked movie that he's and or thing he's done even. So I'm with you. I, yeah, I was for night is an old technique they've been using forever. I mean, you used to see it like in black and white films all the time where they just use a different ISO, an ISO th- whatever setting to to make the image appear darker. So like anytime 
Lassie would be running around at night. It was the middle of the day. They weren't shooting at night. Like, like yeah, yeah. So they probably just I whatever. But, yeah, but but once again, you know, does it really matter? Uh, it, it's it, it, I'm mixed. Like, if if the filmmakers are able to do it, and you know, people don't you know die from it and stuff, I would rather they not do it. But at the same time, uh, if it's if a movie needs to happen, I would rather the movie happen. So, and um, Seth, there's a follow up and says IGN's original tweet from their Mando review is one of the most ratioed tweets I've seen in a while. So, so apparently they they got a lot of like two thousand comments. He says, "Well, so, you know, I had talked to IGN once and ten years ago when mm-hmm. they told me they didn't want to be known for games; they wanted to be known for movies, and this there is you what go. you get." <laughs> this is what you get yeah, yeah i find yeah. it interesting after the andor show like andor was very good maddo season three is really good mm-hmm. and i went back to rewatch kenobi and I-, I went full dark side yeah with just like i can't believe this this was the standard you, you you see what i saw when we were watching it now right the princess leia scenes are unbearable they look like they were filmed in a in a local park, like when she's being chased yeah. by pretty Flame. much are. They pretty much are. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. exactly what they are, Meg. Yeah. That's yeah. But it does have a dinosaur, Meg. We gotta give them credit. They put a mm-hmm. dinosaur in Star Wars. Like they did. You know. It's up to Taika to run with that dinosaur. <laughs> I, I, I I personally anyway. don't have like for instance, I went and watched the first episode of Picard, right? And I was like, I'm going to watch the Star Trek show. I've watched the first episode of, of, of Picard, and uh, that makes Kenobi look like uh, it's f- fucking some Christopher Nolan visual effects sequence we've never seen before. Like, like, so shit can get a lot worse. The problem I have with it, in essence, is like, I'm okay with doing something really small scale, something really cheap, like, just because just they had to do it that way for whatever reason. Um, I'm not against it, but you don't do that with the Kenobi one. Fucking, you don't, you don't fuck her. Like when it Kenobi's not the flagship, one. It should have been their flagship move. It's the one you spend the money on. It's the one you yeah. put everything you have into it. It's just, if it ain't working, it's the one you throw away and start over. Like mm. serious. It's, it's taking the idea was, I mean, I know I'm not telling people who loved the, who did love the prequels shouldn't like what they loved or grew up with. I'm not saying that, <clears throat> but it was the opportunity for one of the best actors of the prequels, if not the best actor of the prequel, I, I still think Liam Neeson is a little edges him out by a bit, but to, to, to be given a chance to, to be taken seriously, you know, to give mm-hmm. that material, then, you know, especially with, for a lot of people who felt the him and Anakin bit just didn't have enough time because it was second fiddle to a lot of other stuff in those movies. This was the place to, to deal with that. And it felt like they, this, this company had learned nothing in 20 years you know like like it just felt like uh i'm, I'm not shitty on the marvel comics that, that's what like i think worked in it though is is that's 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 the stuff the last that, episode that is the best it. episode the you last know? episode is the best episode but when you have shots like vader sitting at like it looks like he's sitting at a little bench at mcdonald's it's fucking weird the whole show is mm-hmm. weird. yeah the you know the, 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 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when he it's just, showing <laughs> showing him get up and stand up and walk in the one shot from the, the, the thing is very awkward that I, I completely agree. 
that stuff doesn't doesn't look good. It's just you know, to be honest, it's it's, it's, it's put me off the mm -hmm. kind of whole prequel era, which is my favorite era. Mm -hmm. I've had no like desire to care about it at this stage. Because yeah. to me, it's like what happens after Revenge of the Sith is still up in the air. My brain hasn't canonized that show. Mm -hmm. It might be like it's so inconsistent as well. Like yeah. if you think of the conversation between Bail, Yoda, and Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where they're like, Obi-Wan says I'm gonna take him to his family on Tatooine where no Sith can detect him. And it's like, well, the next thing in canon now is the Kenobi show. So mm. the Inquisitors clearly can show up and Reva just so happens to speak to Owen. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that bit of, I mean, is, is, is it does play coincidentally at, at the same time. I mean, you know, you could say on that ship, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're making assumptions, I guess. And then it does play out that way ultimately. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's when it comes to these, to these, to these shows, we never know what we're going to get. We never know how something is, is going to turn out. And also we never know what's going to work for people. Like, like if I just had to guess, I'd be like, Meg's not going to like Andor and she's going to fucking love Kenobi. Like, that's just what I would have guessed just from on a whim, but it's the exact opposite. How, how do you think I feel about the Kessel run? Right? Like mm -hmm. the Kessel run was supposed to be like this fun, you know, maybe it's a, a I don't know, beer run or a, like, it should have been like, uh, this is fucking to that 20,000 leagues under the sea nightmare fuel. Like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, I just, I can't sit through it, but people go, whoa, whoa, whoa it's not, yeah, it's not terrible. I know what terrible is. It doesn't have to be terrible to be like a wasted effort. It doesn't have to be Blade 3 to be a wasted effort. I'm not saying that. It's not Blade 3. It's not Batman and Robin, right? It's just that they, they take these things that are pretty iconic within the Star Wars mythos or whatever, and then they shoot them in a way that you're just like, what were you thinking? If you learn nothing, like, I, I just, I don't think they've learned much, you know, regardless of the regime. Well, it's because you're saying, because you're saying they, as if it's like this, like, what am like I supposed it's, to do? It's... If I say, if I say Kathleen Kennedy, then this turns into a giant woman hating show, you know, I'm not doing that. No, no, so but, it's no and it's, and it's not, made. it's not Kathleen Kennedy, but that's, that's the whole thing is every single time we have one of these fucking directors who comes in and fails or succeeds, it's just random like like it's like ron howard comes in and shoots that fucking shit and then you're like okay but then what's ron howard done since how does ron howard play into any of the rest On of it not at all his directing isn't that question it's the script marty it's yeah, the script. yes yes and no the writing because in that film like like the fucking pod race didn't come together in the script the pod race came together in pre-viz. The pod race came together in the directing and random ideas and 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 as a team team endeavor. And my my whole thing is the Kessel Run, happening almost twenty years after the Phantom Menace. That should have been like at the level of the fucking pod race. Like it should have been exactly. that level of spectacle, and it's not. Why isn't it? And it's like to, to some degree, you're right. To some degree, it is script because the script is why I just like they fly into the maw. Then the maw doesn't. It should be a them. roller coaster moment but, in Star Wars. They, they, these movies, you know, they need they need your speeder bike, your asteroid sequence, your trench run, yeah. your pod race. You know, it's when it's slow moving bits panning across the screen so you can see the visual effects. Then I don't know, man. I don't know. So like we, can, I would say that for the movies are better than. Their TV shows, overall, yeah. minus yeah. Andor, yeah. the Mandalorian. 
yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I, I mean, I'm not looking at Solo and going, man, I'd rather watch Kenobi. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I haven't really been let down by any of the live action stuff. The animation stuff is soured on me, though. That's that's where that's where I've fallen off a bit. But y- yesterday I was watching um, me and May. I don't remember what we were talking about, Meg, but we were like texting on the or on um, what do you call it? That app. And then I was like. I was like, man, I need to like rewatch like Rebels, like so many Mando stuff, so much Mando stuff in Rebels. I just I watched like like uh, I watched pretty much most of season two yesterday, and like when I was like watching it, I'm like, fucking Darth Maul's like in this weird temple. Like, how the fuck is he here? Like, why why is he here? Is does he still have a a crime syndicate? That he just like left back there? Did he just say, "Hey, Kira, run my business. I'm going out for lunch." Like, well, Jason, like, you've got I'm Dave looking... Filoni right here. You can just ask Dave Filoni. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> T- tell me, Dave Filoni. He's he's look. He's me, busy Filoni, looking the at the acolyte pick. He can't be bothered. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. on the wrong. He's show. looking at the acolyte picture, and there's a couple of things on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, but that's like I, that's, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that that's that's the kind of stuff right now that like that my brain has a hard time like connecting in a in a any kind of coherent way, you know. Like when I think back on Kenobi, I just kind of go like, oh yeah, like I, mostly I think about like the meeting. I don't mostly don't think about the uh, Leia and Obi Wan relationship, which I rather enjoyed when it came out. But my memory now is mostly just like the Darth Vader moments and, you know, like the the final battle. So I think I remember it very positively for that reason compared to what Not, compared to what you guys were saying. Anyways, nothing I've seen so far from Disney Plus has changed when upon rewatch. Like my first impression is the same feeling I have now about it. So mm-hmm. um, it hasn't changed for me. I I, I just. I just wish, like, look, when things are working, you don't notice the things that aren't. It's that mm-hmm. simple. You know, yeah. there, there are things in Batman Begins that I'm like, that's corny. But because so much works for me, I don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. However, in the Dark Knight Rises, can't can't let a few things go. <laughs> you know? Like, things aren't working. So when Bane gives a speech in the corniest fucking voice I've ever heard with the worst blown out adr i've ever heard given i can't not this is ridiculous he's speaking with his eyes you know yeah. I'm, rained, I'm clinically insane you know like you just can't <laughs> oh um I, i'm gonna play i want to be devil's advocate really quickly before i forget for ign here robert sinclair says i sometimes question what these review sites are watching these shows tv movies on do they use a phone tablet or older tv it's hard to gauge what people are watching on sometimes based on the comments so when you get a screener from Walt Disney, from the Disney company, you have to download this app called Disney Debut. And um, the app is not 4K. So they're, they're likely watching the, the Mandalorian in 1080p um, with it's their name. Blacks. With Did they have crushed this, blacks. Remember, remember the and, Game of Thrones the last season when it had that weird more banding and all the dark scenes when when i had willow i had sound effects that were like well off like like one episode like like the sound was like at a, like 11 decibels higher than it should have been 
like the sound mix wasn't done. Sometimes the visual effects aren't done. Like your opening theme. But but yeah, but mostly mostly, and I mean it's not crushed though. It's not it's not peaking like you know. But anyways, um, this uh, so it's not the way to watch it, and it's also not necessarily the way to to critique um the visuals on a very hard level. Like if it's if something is like shitty animation, you can clearly tell. Then you can clearly tell. But for instance, like I watched Willow that way. And then I watched Willow in you know in 4K on Disney Plus. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more until the, the music said, No, Jason, you can't enjoy this. I'm gonna take this from you like it's like it's money. <laughs> you know? And I I and and but so anyways, yeah, and they may have been watching it. Um uh in order to most of the times you can't go and get Disney debut on some streaming like platforms. Like there's like a Roku app for it, but some of the Android services you can't use it on. Uh, you might have some some you can you can airplay it to your TV. Sometimes you can't. So they may be watching it on a phone. They may be watching it on an iPad. Maybe watching it on their laptop. It's it's hard to say. So that probably played something in into the equation up here about why it sucks for them so bad. And uh, in my opinion, um, Disney should not do it that way. But I guess, you know, big in my instance, beggars can't be choosers. So I'm not going to say anything to them about that. But beggars canyons can't be choosers canyons. I will say, though, they should give us the episodes because then we wouldn't be talking about all the leaks all the time and shit. Because, you know, give me under under NDA. I fucking follow that shit. I ain't getting sued for you guys. Fuck you guys. (laughs) You know what I mean? An NDF. An NDF. An NDFS. Non-disclosure for fuck's sake. But uh, I um, what? I uh, I know, right? I watch everything on a Sony Bravia X950. So yeah. I can tell you, if, if I'm telling you the colors ain't working, it's a problem. Because mm-hmm. Mando episodes look way different than Kenobi episodes and Boba episodes. Just letting you know. you know. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, and that man, that's where Andor really shines. You're like, this shit's cinematic yeah. on that TV. You can tell the difference. Seth says, I, I didn't think Boba was as bad as people say. I like the main story premise of the show and it has a lot of redeeming moments. I generally have to, to, to think for stuff I like in Obi-Wan. Yeah, I think with um, Boba Fett, like, if you just, like, take it episode by episode, everything's fine. It's, it's, it's Boba Fett as a series in totality put in, into order where, like, in, as you're watching it week to week, that, like, Boba's gaining momentum. And then we go over to Mando. It just show just loses momentum. Then it puts us back. So there's like structural issues that are the problem with it. But if you just take the chapters by themselves, I think it's good. I think it's, I think there's a lot of, lot of promise there. That's why I'm hoping that they do season two and that they learn from their fucking mistakes. And I think that they are doing season two for the record. I I'm betting on it probably on it being likely. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm not saying it's very likely. I'm saying it's likely. Um, Rob, I, they're like literally building the fucking Slave One and they're literally building Boba costumes and Fennec Shan costumes and, you know, so some other shit that's from the show that's coming back. So they're either bringing everything from that into Mando 4 or they're doing, you know, that, but... Um, it won't be filmed. Jason, during... do you think if they mm-hmm. if they do a Boba Fett season two, they'll actually acknowledge Mace Windu at all? I wish. I mean, that would it just feels like Disney Star Wars does everything to avoid the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
Except for like Kenobi. even in the Kenobi show, <laughs> you would think the most the most obvious addition to the Kenobi show would be Watto. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah, enough. Watto on on Tatooine or whatever. Yeah, that it's the easiest fan service. It it, it might not be the cheapest fan service. That might be. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know for certain, but I mean, I'm gonna imagine that. Watto was a puppet that the last time they used probably a digital puppet was 2000. They probably would need to rebuild it or, you know, it probably, it probably wouldn't be super cheap. That's probably more of a, of a thing, but it could, it could also, but once again, is it like a Disney thing? Like I was saying in your, in your discord yesterday, when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney, they had, they had two agendas and the first agenda was to get back all of the Gen Xers that were mad about CGI and Jar Jar Binks. Practical sets, real locations, puppets. They were they were doing that. The yeah, other they agenda, park down the street. The right, other right. that's what happens when you go <laughs> taught, with that. They taught and then, us. <laughs> and then fucking shut your mouth, Gen Xers. Fucking idiots. Um the other the uh, no the and then the other agenda was we want to get th- that female audience that's for the Hunger Games because the Hunger Games has a massive audience and we don't think it's that good, but we think we could take it. And that was that was their agenda. That that was their like plan. And like I, I said, um, I've been saying this for years because sources told me this more than once. And then now, uh, fucking Rue from Hunger Games is the main character of the Acolyte. You know, like it, like all of that that stuff is like been their, their their plan. So what happens to the prequels in that? Well, the the, the prequels like kind of gets pushed around and kind of like looks like they're. They're they're like like they hate it or something like that, and uh, they're more afraid of it initially. But now, when you look at what they're doing, like Jedi Survivor has has the Trade Federation all up in it. Acolyte and the High Republic era has battle droids and all of that tech all up in it. Mandalorian has the N one Naboo starfighter. We're seeing signs that Naboo's coming back in these other shows. They're going back to Naboo locations. Safe to say it's it's Naboo. Maybe it's not, but it probably is. And so it seems like they're assimilating all of the prequel stuff like little by little into these different things to sort of like reprocess it and move it away from the criticism of those of those those like three films. But they also seem to acknowledge on the rig that those that that audience, those that millennials grew up loving them. And like embrace those those like films as their as their Star Wars, so I'm hoping that we're at the tail end of having to pussyfoot around Watto. Is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? I hope so. I hope so too. Because an Anon Starfighter and a pit droid, it's not the same thing, is it? As Jar Jar Binks or yeah, Watto or Naboo or Utapau. We've never seen that planet since. Or fucking Sabe looking all fine and low on supply. Going out for revenge. Yeah, they they do all this not. stuff in the comics. Yeah, but put it in the shows. Put it put it on on the screen. That's 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 smart. Was that did Charles Soule do that stuff? Whoever did that stuff, good work on that. But that's 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 screen worthy. You know? I think they should just do Watto as a hand puppet. Just have him behind a desk mm-hmm. and he just pops up. Ah, oh, Annie, like he's like like old, can't fly anymore. Yeah, he's a puppet now. He went back to a puppet. Like Yoda, Yoda was CGI. Then he went back to a puppet. Go, Andy, you know, goes, I'm addicted to poppers. My butthole's so big I can't fly. Oh shit! <laughs> Suddenly, water is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> hey. 
I'll be back in Revenge of the Sith Part 2. We're making Revenge of the Sith Part 2. Pabu. Revenge of the Sith Pabu. I I don't know to what, but KG says, I'm not wrong, and I'll take the win. (laughs) Um, They they should have the balls to just do Revenge of the Sith Part 2 and be like, fuck you, we're doing it. That's Kenobi, man. Sequels sequels to the individual movies. Deal with it. Empire Strikes Back Part 2 is coming out. We're making a sequel to Phantom Menace just to fill in all the gaps. Like, like. Uh, Rural Farm Boy says, uh, I'm Gen Xer, some idiots in my gen. I couldn't figure out why there was that kind of side sideways over the Phantom Menace back when the the other films, after I thought it was a bit, what's this to say why? Oh, I what he's saying is he doesn't get, you know, why why they were so fucking up in arms about it. And um uh, the uh, the truth is was it was an unexpected movie that went in on an unexpected direction, and they all had been sitting down watching Clerks for five years on VHS, and they thought that hey. they were the guys in Clerks. That's the truth, though. Hey, trust me, I could smell we could smell our own kind. Don't you and have that's to tear something else down and that's, raise something up. No, that's not. That's I not. love Clerks. I'm not tearing it down. I just have acknowledged in my advanced age that I am not Randall from Clerks. You're not as witty as Kevin Smith, even though you think you are in the talkbacks on Ain't It Cool News in 1999. You know what I mean? That's that's what it was. You could see it's like people writing fucking Clerks fan fiction and those things, you know? But no, I, I love Clerks 1. You know, Clerks 2 and 3, eh, you know. Um, as the truth says, a portion of the prequel fans are the most insane ones, though. No matter what they get fed, it's not good enough. Twenty something clone fanboys. Yeah, that's the, the no, that's that's like uh, it, it's it's exactly the same thing. It's just history repeating itself. Everyone thinking that what they got the dopamine hit off of initially is the best thing, and that nothing can compare. And then whatever comes out, they fucking you know go. This isn't Revenge of the Sith. I didn't see Hayden Christensen's titties in it. Fuck this movie, you know. And it's just like, well, what do you want? Yeah, it's not. That already happened. But I don't know. I, I'm I, I get pretty bored of that. Of like, like it's gonna be boring when the, when the next trilogy hits and we have the sequel trilogy fans doing it, especially because the fucking Raylos are nuts. I mean, they're they're as they're as nuts as the as the the fandom menace people. It's fucking crazy from a whole different angle. And uh, but what can you do? If, if I were you guys, I wouldn't say a word because they're fucking nuts and they'll come after you. They're in the shadows, waiting. Brandon says, I really love the prequel era canon books. It's the prequel era legends books that are the ones worth reading. Mm-hmm. I find the prequel don't era ever, canon don't. books are just very odd takes on the characters. Yeah, like that one That one with Mace was was really fun. I don't know mm-hmm. if it holds up. Do you mean no Shatterpoint? Shatterpoint. That That's was fun. a brilliant book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super and Rogue Planet ever again with this shitty photo cover. Yeah, I know. It, I I like that that I like that the cover of Rogue Planet made Jake Lloyd like they did that in between blending. Uh, on at one point, you remember that they had the blending of him turning into Hayden Christensen because they had to cast Hayden by then, so they knew what they I've were. I've got the doing. version where it's Ewan McGregor and oh young Jake Lloyd. Okay. Do you mean um the one between one and two where they marketed it as like the most important book you need to read. And then it had nothing to do with the attack of the clones. <laughs> yes. I, the, I mean, yeah, Nate, I'm going like, to ask you great which, are. Where, 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 which time off. What the fuck which is time? this? Like, like, <laughs> plant planet. Like fucking. Well, Anakin's hey, trying man. to recreate pod races in on, in like the garbage cans of Coruscant. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. Don't yeah. don't guys, don't don't I was 20 years old. It was it's a bad day for me and that Star Wars book was supposed to lift me up and I threw it in a trash can on the way. <laughs> I was in Germany. I was like just at the bottom, I'm like right in the trash. I'm like I'm done with this. Man, you know what? It's not it's not on it's not on Google. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to look for it. But it was so around the I think it might have been might have been on starwars.com around the the time of forbidden planet or no was it called forbidden rogue planet rogue planet rogue, rogue planet yeah forbidden planets that one with robbie the robot right it's leslie nielsen <laughs> yeah actually uh i showed that to some like students a while ago uh well years ago now but uh undergrads and they were like that dude's so fucking hot and i'm like that's naked gun you know and they're like no i'm like yeah that's fucking naked gun <laughs> With animation by Disney. Disney did the uh, all the effects. So I do have to yeah. go, guys. All right, Meg. We'll all see right, thank you right. so much for having me on. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, in the chat. Yeah. Thanks, you're, Meg. You're always welcome, even it's though I don't see it. You're always welcome to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Meg. Thank you, Jason and Rob. Thank you. Always welcome. Always welcome. All right, so just just, ne- just, never just to be back clear. On, right, Jason? Oh, fuck, no, fuck, no. Look at that. We don't like English. Look, that Photoshop job is so bad. I, I was using Photoshop at the time. I'm like, this is so fucking horrible, dude. This is the worst cover for a Star Wars book ever. What is that? <laughs> yeah. So, so at this time, it, I, I'm thinking I'm. Rem- well, this is this is the Legends. This is like the reprint cover, but it's pretty much the same as the original one. Around this time, when they when they did the article for this on StarWars.com, there was an, an actual graphic, and it showed. Um, Jake Lloyd becoming Hayden Christensen. They like did like that blend thing to it. It was interesting I though. That. Yeah, I, I would, I would maybe maybe somebody the, will uh, find the it. The morphing, the morph technology from uh, Willow Michael Jackson, Michael Jack. Well, Willow did it first. Michael, Willow did it first. Sorry, Willow, you just you kind of pissed me off this year. So you're kind of getting Michael Jackson's kind of jumping the line on you. <laughs> uh, by the way, do you like uh you like uh uh, uh Chris Rock? His 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 uh sure. is a new stand up he's a you know he's a new stand up special on uh on on Netflix and it's pretty funny. He made a Michael Jackson joke that I thought was really funny. But anyways, um yeah, that's 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 you little Jake Lloyd. You put boogers in there? <laughs> no, sir, there's no boogers in there, I swear. Did you put boogers in there? <laughs> Give me some Jesus juice. Um <laughs> Meg's talking about the approaching storm. Ooh. the approaching storm that was the one between episode two and three yeah as the truth says apparently history is not repeating themselves according to the clone fanboys they think they're so oppressed and that they are mistreated for 20 years and i wish the clone yeah. wars would fucking end it's like 20 fucking years of this timeline I, no, no you keep saying that it's ends, it's man. over rob rob there's nothing ends. clone wars there's nothing no, clone we're, wars still going dealing, on. we're still dealing with it bad batch is clone wars Bad batch, bad batch is about to have stormtroopers it's on the rogue veil. planet of. It's the rogue it's planet not, of Clone Wars. It's not though. It's not. It, it's it's completely in. It's it's in the Empire. Yeah. Palpatine's the I, epilogue I, I, trilogy. Watch. Right. We're we're we're, we're going to see. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to see this, the this, the stormtroopers come out, and then we're going to see the clones completely decommissioned. Oh, not, now clones are always going to be in this shit because they play they play well into the Star Wars Rebels stuff, you know, but. So far in live action, I don't think we're going to really be seeing them. Everybody thinks so all the time and insists that we are. I would love to be wrong, but other than that one panhandler in Kenobi, I don't think we're going to see a lot of those. A lot, the lot chance of that for stuff. that was the book of Boba Fett, but 
They missed that opportunity. Well, Kenobi also as well, but also the Kenobi sequel that they'll that they'll announce and never make. <laughs> it might be in there. They're building <laughs> ships right now, Jason. Not for not for Kenobi. Don't don't uh, get them confused. You maybe. you make that maybe joke and then they misremember and then they start saying they I said are. shit. Yeah, God, I, I saw something. Somebody they're, sent me something on building Star Wars sushi leaks. whales right now, like big something. sushi whales. Yeah. Um. Anyways, though. Um, Jason. Oh no! I wanted to give an exclusive. What's that? Brendan Fraser going to play a sushi whale in Kenobi season two. <laughs> in Erwa? In the Oh, uh, he's going to be called Oscar Bait. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. It's a whale joke. Okay, I gotta go. Love you. Bye. Bye. We'll see you later. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Meg, Meg, you missed. I missed him. Um, I, yeah. When when I was when I was watching the the Airwell episodes with Ezra Bridger, I was like, Rob's gonna like this. If Rob ever watches this, probably never will. But if he does, he's gonna like it because it's the same as Avatar. It's like, no, hey, it's big whale friend. Avatar. Yeah, it is. It Execution is. is everything, and yeah. I don't like the visual style of that cartoon. So no, me, me either. Me either, but you can see how it's directed that it's the same like shot angles and shit. Sure, Very similar. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it like is. like like watching the first episode of Tales of Jedi and told me that's this directed the same as Studio Ghibli. Sure. No, it sure. would be like watching the animatics from from Avatar and then going like this isn't good because it reminds me of Rebels. Oh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of Avatar, before we go, I listen yeah. to the podcast Light the Fuse. Right, they do mm-hmm. uh, mostly the Mission Impossible stuff, and you know they've had Macquarie on many times. Tom Cruise came on. They get the they get the Tom Cruise cake at the end of the year now. Right, they've, they've elevated. But they had the they must have they, they must have good thetans those bo- that podcast they do they have good thetans they have good thetans <laughs> they uh they had the production designer from Rogue Nation on uh, she's a odd name I'm not gonna murder it I can't I don't know but she's really really good interview two part and she uh she goes way back she was production visual effects uh designer on uh, X Men two right so like you know the Nightcrawler X-Men White House stuff. But she came on for the last 14 months for Avatar 1. Uh-huh. And she was saying that the problem they ran into on that film was that... Um, hold on a second. I got to clear my throat. The problem was everybody's fucking blue. I know. And why so Is blue? That, uh, you're going to love this. You're going to love Thrawn. this, Jason. You love Thrawn. Is that Cameron wanted all... The cut, current, the cut of Avatar at that point was six hours. And Cameron wanted all the visual effects done for all six hours. <laughs> Remember the Jeff Snyder report on Avatar 3 the other last month when he said there's a nine-hour cut or something and Cameron wanted all the visual effects? Well, she said that he wanted all the visual effects done for for uh, for Avatar 1 because he wanted options. But what it was like, we can only make two hours of stuff. We can't – and even now, like, they couldn't like, – because of budget and everything else, like, we can't possibly yeah. – so they had to bring on 12 vendors. She had to coordinate between 12 vendors to get all that that done, you know, on, on the time. Yeah. But they did it. They did it twice. Um, By the way – You want to read this, Jason? Because I can disagree with this. Like, Seth Nico says, Rob is like a dad who doesn't want a dog but ends up loving the dog the most when he gets to spend time with it. But with the Clone yeah, Wars Rebels – when he eventually watches it. No, I I had to no. sit through a few of these episodes. I can't stand. Um, no. Um, oh. when it comes when it comes to uh Star Wars Rebel, like I I watched Rebels yesterday. I watched season two, and you know, looking at it very objectively, and there were moments when I would like take a break and I would come back and I would watch something, 
like like there's a few moments in it or like a, like a few like sequences you know there's this moment where like it's like a sith temple and darth maul's there pretending to be, to be this old feeble like lost person in there tricking ezra and the fucking inquisitors show up and he fucking murders them all and like and like darth vader shows up because of what's happening and it's fucking great it's like fucking i'm like i can't believe this star wars exists in animation that they actually like went here in this show and it's fucking good and then you go to like the like the, the next episode and you're like you could put a laugh track to this because of the smug fucking like one-liners that the characters say and it's like right. fucking hell like that's like on rebels that's where that that's my like issue with it that's where i'm like i was watching God. full metal alchemist brotherhood when you guys were watching that series so i was like no nah, man i'm not like mm -hmm. my taste in animation it's like i can't i can't go to this la goofy hybrid sometimes we're serious i don't know i don't like the tone of these shows i don't i've not yeah. liked the tone of any of them i don't like the way they're written they're not for me i've tried I was so glad when Lucasfilm told me not to watch them when I worked on the shirt so that I didn't have to fuck through them. That, that was it. That so was just a merchandiser. They told me who not to watch. No, was that was Lucasfilm's. Don't bother with it. Um, we don't want you to put esoteric no, humor there, in the like, like I said, man, the fucking, the fucking, the Pong Krail arc in there, you should watch that. You will love it. It is good. But once again, Clone Wars is a series of mini films. Some old are band bad. Star Racers. Hold on. Old band Star Racers came out in like 2003 or four. It's a an French anime, like pod racing. And that mm -hmm. they did that in 2003 or four, all CGI. Still yeah. better than all this stuff. Like I just but 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 sorry, you're saying man. but but you're saying something is better than all this stuff when you haven't seen the stuff that you're saying it's all better than. So, so therefore, now I have to sit through. Now I have to sit through seven seasons of stuff. If to go you're and tell going you. to, if you're going to, then make I have that an uninformed opinion. But I, uh, then great. I've, based on what I've watched, I don't want to watch no more. And everything I've watched in yeah, the animation that they've done not, after that, I've not liked either. So there's well, for, for the there's record, a sweet spot for the record, I don't think you're going to have a good time because you're so like dug in on it being bad. That no, no 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 that's that's that said <laughs> though no I mean like. Like Walter Murch fucking directs episodes of the show. You think Walter Murch comes in and does fucking LA fucking animation? No, he doesn't. And it's not like that. But but the, the thing about it is, are you going to get a consistent experience over seven seasons? You're not. 100% you're not. It's all over the place. I'm also just not interested in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Like the opportunity was in the films and they missed it for me. So I'm interested in how it was made. Is I that fair watch... though? Is that fair? Because if yes. there's like something, no, if there's like it's fair for me. Really... It, I have to protect myself. I have to <laughs> protect, protect myself. yourself. Yeah, to protect myself. George Lucas right? like, is going to touch you. I get doll. emotionally. I get emotionally worked up, Jason. I, you know what I mean. I'm an emotional dude. But that's so why, like, I'm not going to sit here and get where... angry about Star Wars no. or let down because I didn't. This shit. I'm, I'm not dealing with. I'm telling you though, there's like three episodes. I will of watch the, the making of this stuff. There's, there's, Jason, there's I will watch called the called. What's it called? The the pong Krail arc what it has a name so you can't even name it so name so no, dumb These no it's because names that you can ever know it's because there's 150 fucking episodes of the show now i don't remember what they call four episodes put yeah, together at this yeah, point yeah. um but chapter 37.4 cage or uh seth, seth i don't think he would like mortis for the record i umbara is what i'm saying the umbara arc is what they call it and because uh, it's on a planet called umbara pong Krail's the the guy but it's fucking Bander Brothers. You know in Bander Brothers when they when they when they want to kill the guy from Friends? Yeah. Because he's endangering the squad and all that. It's that with the Clone Wars with the Jedi who's fucking 
just not there anymore. It's really, really fucking solid. Like as a, I, I've seen like like a film cut of it. It's fucking good. But anyways, yeah, darkness on a, on Umbara arc. So yeah, that's 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 one of the, I think one of the, one of the the high marks of it. And uh, for for me, that's one of the things that makes the series like be from here to here. But anyways, uh, tomorrow there might be some kind of preview for what the Mandalorian is going to be. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody does, Rob. Nobody does. Well, um, Eric Jenderson wrote uh, The Band of Brothers, and he's writing Dead Reckoning 1 and 2. Apparently, he's friends with Chris McQuarrie. He's also developed a whole series that didn't get produced on the Majestic 13. Uh-huh. Remember those guys? Wait, he's oh, the, to wait go back. the, uh, the uh, Majestic 12 from the UFO stuff? The Majestic 12, yeah. Yeah, and he's supposed to do an interview with the light the fuse guys on like. He hmm. may have already. I have to go and see if it was up. On, yeah, I want like, to hear that if, it, if that's on out. his on his on his interest on, on his opinion on what on UFOs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I lean towards the Majestic Twelve being a real concept that has since been fan fucked to, to hell by the UFO community into something that's like, you know what I mean? Like I I think that's. You definitely like like we we know that there were programs like that. We know that there were like little groups of like peer review scientists who got together and said, "Here's what this would mean. Here's what it could mean if that happened. That means this." But then we and we've seen like the actual like transcripts of that stuff come out, and then you have all of the mythology around it before, and the mythology around it before is fucking batshit because UFO people are batshit. I love the con. I love the topic, but fuck, I can't. I can't be a part of that online discourse. I told you it's that's why I, crazy. I I wait for the big stuff to filter up through my, you know, my uh, yeah content feed. Yeah. But everything else, just stay away from it because it's a fucking giant sink. Well, you know, like and one last thing before I forget the, the the majestic twelve stuff that was sent over from like a TV producer, and it's like, ooh, I have to get the children's the children's are out of school. So I gotta get gotta get Luke and Penny from school, or they will be sad. But um, we'll see everybody tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Rob will have watched uh, seven seasons of the Clone Wars. He's promised you, uh, he'll do that for you. <laughs> 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 and uh, oh, and uh, short round won won the fucking Oscar. So for the first time in the whole fucking world, the Oscar did the right thing, and and, and they got right to it, like first one off the bat, bro. It was yeah. really great. So yeah. good work. You finally did something right, you fucking stupid idiots. Anyways, uh, all right, I'll, I'll see now you. Now give I'll them see. Indiana Jones 6. Yeah, that's what I say. Make the short round series on Disney Plus. Stop fucking around. Don't give us Ravenwood. Get us, oh, no, give no, us no. fucking short round. We need real round. money. Fucking Disney Plus cheap ass. Fucking. Hey, hmm. hey, hey. Give no, us real money. No, on I want real money. I mean, I'll take the film, but yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you in a bit, Rob. I'm going to leave after the show. After this, okay, peace. I'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. The Thank you. The the show. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey, no, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.